today on Locked on Ducks Hockey. The Ducks get bounced in Arizona. The Ducks prospects get bounced from the WJC. Can the Ducks bounce back? Join me on today's Locked on Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, hockey fans. It is Friday. The week is mercifully over. Thank God it's Friday. I guess this is Locked on Ducks, your daily podcast Monday through Friday covering the Anaheim Ducks. Before I get into today's show, you can hear this podcast or any of the shows on the Locked On Podcast Network via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Or try looking manually on Apple or Google Podcasts. Look up Locked On Ducks or Locked On Ducks Hockey. If you're hearing this, be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. And also, we have a Twitter account. The show has a Twitter at LO underscore Ducks or follow me personally at StimpyJD. We'll get right into last night's game out in the desert. The Ducks were at Glendale, Arizona. They were facing the Coyotes, who have been red hot as of late. The Coyotes have the fresh look of Taylor Hall on their team, and they did not disappoint. We begin in the first period. The Ducks did put some shots on goal, but they were really low-quality shots. Most of them were from the blue line. They did not look good at all. And it started off quite well for really Arizona, as Lawson Krause got his first his eighth goal of the season on an assist from Derek Stepan and Phil Kessel to make it 1-0 Arizona. Uh, later, with about 30 seconds left, Max Comtois, he got a nice pass out from the dasher boards, from really the bench. And right as Max Comtois got control of the puck, he got leveled. Right before he got leveled, he managed to get a pass out to Isaac Lundestrom, who began a two-on-one break. A little back-and-forth action there, and it finally ended up back to Jakob Silverberg, the recent All-Star, with his 15th goal of the season to make it a 1-1 tie. And I gotta give credit to Max Comtois for this play more than anything, because he was really trying to get the puck out and trying to avoid some kind of contact. Yes, he did absorb the hit, but good job on him for just looking forward and taking it. Taking one for the team, getting the assist. Good on you, Max Comtois. Going to the second period, not many more shots for both teams that were high quality. The only really high quality shot came with the Ducks, as with about, I'd say about 18 minutes left in the period, Sam Steele got it towards the net, and then he passed it off to Michael Delzato, who had a quick pass to Max Jones, who got the goal off of his shaft of the stick. It was right in the middle of the stick. Kind of a weird goal, but the Ducks will take it. They had a 2-1 to lead, but that did not last long. Shots on goal at the time were in favor of Arizona. They had 21 to the Ducks, 20. After that, it was all Arizona. They outshot Anaheim 13-8 to in that third period. And the eight Ducks shots, maybe only one or two of them were high-danger shots. Because Arizona had the better of the chances. You know, John Gibson had to go to work. He had to make a couple of great saves. um, Dvorak, he had a great save on Dvorak early on in the game to prevent Arizona from taking a lead. So Gibson was doing his part. Third period, um, the team kind of let him down yet again. As Connor Garland, he went off in the middle of the area. He picked up the puck, passed it to Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall had a decent shot kind of fanned on it, 
So then at the last second, he just passed it off softly to Christian Dvorak. And it was kind of a weird pass. I don't think he meant for that to happen. But during that play, Taylor Hall was being double teamed. Eric Goodbranson, you know, he tried to do his part. But because Goodbranson came over to also cover Taylor Hall, that left Christian Dvorak wide open right between the faceoff dots, right in the top of the crease. And he had an easy goal only 26 seconds into the third period to tie the game up at two. That one was just a breakdown of defense. But the breakdown of defense got even worse because I have to give a lot of credit to Christian Fisher on this play who held the puck for a few seconds, faked a shot, faked a shot again, and not only faked out John Gibson, but he faked out the entire Anaheim defense. So... Vinny Hindestrosa got the secondary assist. Fisher, the first one, Brad Richardson, was the recipient of the pass from Fisher, his second of the year, to make it 3-2 Arizona. And only a minute after that, Carl Soderberg got his fourth of the season to make it 4-2 Arizona. That would be the final score the Coyotes would win, 4-2, which would put them closer to first place in the standings. But really, let's look at the Ducks. With that loss, coupled with... San Jose winning and coupled with the Kings winning and I know this will be I guess a silver lining for some fans the Ducks are right back at the bottom of the Pacific Division standings in fact they're back in the bottom of the Western Conference get those ping pong balls ready that's all I'm gonna say shots on goal Arizona had 34 to the Ducks 28 you know not much on power plays 0 for 3 for the Coyotes Ducks are doing okay on penalty kill. The Ducks went 0-for-1 in the power play, just the one power play chance. Got a couple decent shots on that power play, but nothing really coming through. Antti Ranta did look great on net, but again, not many high-danger shots. Something the Ducks have had a fault with all season long. So this begs the question, can the Ducks bounce back from this? I I don't know, guys. I mean, I have to be honest here. The Ducks are missing some pretty key cogs. You know, Troy Terry, he's going to be out until about February. Ricard Raquel has been out the previous few games. Yeah, the Ducks are missing him a little bit. Nick Ritchie is going to be out until after the All-Star break. And same with Derek Grant. The Elite 1C is going to miss the next maybe 8-10 to games still. That's a long way away. You know, Troy Terry, he was really starting to skate very well and slotting into that right wing extremely well, especially on that line with Sam Steele. Sam Steele and Troy Terry had a certain chemistry. I mean, it worked worked for a while, didn't it? And then he had Derek Grant in there with Andre Kasha for a couple of times. You know, Derek Grant was looking very good on that third and fourth line, but then he got hurt. And the Ducks certainly miss Ricard Raquel. And Nick Ritchie, they miss him too. So when you look at the types of players the Ducks are missing, I don't know if they can bounce back right away. And there was an article recently on The Athletic talking about the youth movement that some of these guys didn't expect to be up. If not for all these injuries, if not for Kessler being out for the season, if not Eves being out for the season, if not Terry being out, Richie, Raquel, Grant, you know, the Ducks have had some pretty significant injuries is what I would call them. And because of that, you have Daniel Sprong, who has been called up. I know Ducks fans have been wanting him to get called up for a long time. He should still be developing in San Diego this season. Sam Carrick, 
He should be playing in San Diego this season, but he had to be called up. Max Comtois, he should still be in San Diego. Isaac Lundestrom, kid's only 20 years old. He should still be getting developed. And an interesting quote from the athletic articles that I've read, they've all kind of alluded to the same thing, that these players from the Ducks are learning on the fly. They're learning to play together on the fly. And I know Dallas Eakins is trying to get them to develop along in Anaheim. But I don't know how much good the development's going to go when they're playing against the top talent in the world. It would be better for these players to develop in the American League and get some more confidence in them, get their legs under them, you know, have some time in San Diego. Maybe once Grant, Raquel, Richie, and Terry come back, those guys can go right down to San Diego and help the goals out. Because there's at least a team that has a shot at the playoffs, whereas the Ducks, they're going to need a couple of miracles here and there now that we're at about the halfway point of the season. So something to watch out for. I honestly don't know if they bounce back from this. Just gotta tell it like it is. Coming up after the second intermission, speaking of getting bounced, we're going to talk WJCs. Welcome back to Locked On Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and this is any excuse to play that wacky song one more time, because we're going to go back to the WJCs for the last time. Yeah, so yesterday I talked about the USA's loss against Finland, the one nothing loss yesterday. As that was recording, there was another game going on that I kind of predicted during the podcast, I said, yeah, Sweden's playing the Czech Republic. Sweden is probably going to win. Oh, boy. Yeah. So on this game, guess who came back in goal? The other Ducks prospect, Lucas Dostal. And he was back, but he did not have the best of games. In fact, it was kind of disastrous for the Czech goalie. On the first period, Niels Hoglander, who went viral earlier last week for his lacrosse-style goal... He got the first goal on a power play, but then that second one that Dostal gave up, that is one that he wants back because as the Czech Republic was on the power play, and the power play had just started, by the way, maybe a few seconds before that, it was cleared behind Dostal's net. So he went behind the net, picked it up, and tried to pass it out to a teammate. But right there, right there was Gustafsson who got the shorthanded goal. That was a bad one to give up. I have to give credit here to Hugo Gustafsson for having the awareness, for seeing that Dostal was going to try to pass it out. So Gustafsson, you know, he got the pass right away and that was the easiest of goals. That was a gift goal for him. He took the puck out of thin air, put it down on the ice and just swiped it in. That's all it was. So the Swedes got a power play goal, a shorthanded goal they got their fourth goal on a penalty shot of all things. Yeah, that's how, that's what kind of game it was. Uh, Victor Soderstrom got a penalty shot goal to make it 4 nothing at the time. Niels Hoglander got another goal to make it 3 nothing. Uh, but after that, another power play for the Swedes. And it was David Gustafsson who got a goal in that one. So those were the five goals that Lucas Dostal gave up during the game. That was pretty much it. The Czech Republic goes down to the mighty Swedes 5 nothing. 
And in the matter of a few hours, both Ducks prospects are out of the World's Junior Championships for this year. So, you know, Trevor Zegras, he's out for the USA. Lucas Dostal, he's out for the Czech Republic. The home country is now out. So here is the rest of your schedule for the WJC. For those of you that are still watching or still care to watch, I might watch a couple of these games. It is still hockey, so I'll probably watch anyway. But on Saturday morning, game one, 6 a.m. And by the way, these games are still going to be on the NHL Network. At 6 a.m., it is Sweden versus Russia. And the other semifinal, Canada versus Finland. That can be an interesting game. Both of those games are on NHL Network on Saturday. The two losers of those games will play in the bronze medal match Sunday morning at 6 a.m. And the winners of those two games will face off on the gold medal match that takes place at 10 a.m., Pacific time that is all on Sunday so there's your updated uh, WJC standings and your semifinal matchups my prediction right now I'm going to give the edge to Sweden Sweden is that much of a powerhouse team I was thinking about Canada Canada did get Lafreniere back he was injured pretty badly But he came back in a big way against the Slovaks on Thursday. Alex Lafreniere did get a couple points on that game. And he did look really good on his game back. So for that reason, I might give Canada the slight edge over Finland. But the other game, Sweden versus Russia, I have to give the nod to Sweden. And I think Sweden takes it all the way this time. I think they will be your 2020 WJC champions. So that's my prediction. Sweden over Russia, Canada over Finland, Sweden takes the gold, Canada silver, and I will give Finland the bronze medal because they are a very strong defensive team and I think the Finns can take out Russia. So those are my predictions. That is the final update on the WJCs. I might say something just in passing on Monday's episode, but for now that's what I have to say about the World's Junior Championships. Once again, both Ducks prospects are out as USA and the Czech Republic are now both eliminated. After the second intermission, we're going to talk a little bit about All-Stars, in particular, Ducks All-Stars. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. And one stat I forgot to mention as far as the WJCs go, Lucas Dostal, he did get 32 saves out of 37 shots. So at least he had a lot of saves on there, but there was a lot of shots on him. The Czech defense didn't do much. There was kind of picket fence at times. That's just how it goes sometimes. I mean, Czech Republic did play a much better team for what it's worth. So there you go. That's your final stat for the WJC. Let's talk about All-Stars. In four weeks, the NHL All-Star game will take place in St. Louis. That's right. St. Louis, Missouri. By the way, the Blues, they were the team that won the Stanley Cup. Very rare to have a team that just won the Cup host the All-Star game, which I think is very cool. And here's your Pacific Division All-Stars. 
And I want to mention that, you know, I'm mentioning the Pacific Division mainly because I want you to see who else is on there. Ozier forwards. First off, I have to say Logan Couture. He's had a pretty decent year in San Jose. That's his second All-Star appearance. Leon Dreisaitl. Well, what more can you say? His second appearance. Andre Kopitar for the LA Kings. He's making his fifth All-Star appearance. And Captain Connor McDavid is back once again. His fourth All-Star appearance. Other forwards. Elias Patterson of Vancouver. Matthew Kachuk of Calgary. And look at that. The other forward. Jakob Silverberg from your Anaheim Ducks is the Ducks representative for the NHL All-Star Game. So big congrats to Jakob Silverberg on being named an All-Star for the first time in his career. Congrats go out to him. The Pacific Division only has one D-man, Mark Giordano of the Calgary Flames. He is the lone D-player for the Pacific Division when most other teams or when all the other teams have two or three D-men. The goalies, Marc-Andre Fleury from the Vegas Golden Knights and Darcy Kemper, the former ECHL player from the Ontario Reign. Darcy Kemper, his first all-star appearance from the Arizona Coyotes. Arizona's had a fantastic season. It has been pretty much about goaltending, so you have to choose someone. I think the right choice was made there. Darcy Kemper has been the better of the two goalies. He's been great. So those are your Pacific Division All-Stars. Again, congrats go out to Jakob Silverberg. So, what else can I talk about as far as All-Star Weekend? Well, let's talk about the final vote. Yes, the last man in. And you can vote for four more All-Stars. That voting does take place through January 10th. And as far as the Pacific Division goes, or actually how this works is one player from each team can be voted in as the last man in in each division. In the Pacific Division, here's who Ryan Getzloff, by the way, is up against. Ryan Getzloff is going to be the Ducks representative as far as the last man in. So if you want to vote for him, go to NHL.com, look up the all-star ballot, look up the last man in. Ryan Getzloff is the Ducks representative, so you can vote him in for the last player. Also in the Pacific Division, Clayton Keller of Arizona, Johnny Gaudreau of the Flames, Ryan Nugent Hopkins of Edmonton, Drew Doughty from the Kings, Thomas Hurdle from the Sharks, Quinn Hughes, the rookie from Vancouver, and Max Pacioretty from the Vegas Golden Knights. If I'm going to be honest, I think who's going to end up going in there is either going to be Max Pacioretty because he's having a fantastic season 18 goals, 25 assists, 43 points. He's done pretty well for Vegas this year. He's fairly deserving. So I wouldn't be surprised if Patrick Reddy made it. And also Johnny Gaudreau, he still has some name recognition. He has been an all-star before. So those are two players that I think are probably more likely to get in as far as the Pacific Division. So that is your all-star update. Next show, we're going to talk about the American Hockey League All-Star Game because that is taking place right here in Southern California, in Ontario, California, at the Toyota Arena, the 2020 American Hockey League All-Star Game. That's going to be a big one. We'll talk about that on the next show, which takes place on Monday. And speaking of Monday, that's the last time that I'll be talking to you all. 
You can download today's podcast or any of the previous few episodes on the Locked On Podcast Network via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Also, please make sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks or follow me personally at StimpyJD. I should be heading out to see the goals this weekend, so check out those accounts. I want to thank everyone for listening. Hope to see some of you down in San Diego this weekend. If you want to chat hockey with me, hit me up on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks or email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Once again, LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. I want to thank everyone for listening and thanks for ringing in 2020 with me. I appreciate everybody's support on this podcast. I hope to continue to grow it and hopefully get more listeners out there. So once again, if you have any friends that are Ducks fans or San Diego Gulls fans, let them know. Let them know about Locked on Ducks. It's a daily show and there is a weekly look into the San Diego Gulls. So let all your hockey loving friends know about it. And be sure to tell them to subscribe. Oh, and as a reminder, there is a Ducks game on Sunday. The Ducks are back home Sunday night against the Nashville Predators at the Ponda. So be on the lookout for that. For Locked on Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great weekend, everyone. I'll see you at the rink. And Anaheim, Ducks fly together. Ducks fly together.